0: What's up, guys? This is Free Wine and Unleavened Bread. This is your host, Dalton Locke, with Whitney Williamson. Hey! And we have a guest on the show, Corey Ann. Hey, hey! And unfortunately, tonight, uh, David could not make it onto the show. He had some other responsibilities with work. So I am hosting this show and doing a little bit of the producing. Not really. David's still doing that. I'm just hitting record. Yeah, he was like, House bragging camp going as, uh, as he was editing this? hear it he's laughing um so tonight we are talking about trust trusting god and we thought that it would be good to bring corianne on the show uh, because i've heard a bit of her testimony um and it involves a lot of trust and we were able to relate a lot of a lot of it <laughs> on uh on that topic um so we're going to talk about that tonight but first we're just gonna to get to know Corianne. Corianne, who are you?
1: Oh man, that is a big question. <laughs> it is a big question. <laughs> well, I guess I'll start from where where I'm from. So I am from a little town outside of Sacramento, California, and I was raised there, grew up there, and my whole how I got here to Tennessee has just been a major trust trust thing with God that's been built upon, still building upon. Um, but I graduated from Sacramento state with my bachelor's in English because I was going to be one of those crazy people that teach high school
0: mm.
1: and God called me out of that. And looking now at, uh, the, the days we're in, you know, with teachers, it seems really hard to be a teacher, um, with the whole pandemic, but I'm so grateful that I, I trusted him with that and got out of that. Um, so I'm still currently trying to figure out what, what God has for me, but it's, yeah. it's been a a crazy ride and, um, yeah, I'm just excited to see, see what else he has for me. Um, but some other things about me, I love animals. Anyone who knows me knows I am obsessed with animals. I love hiking and nature and just being anywhere I can be in God's presence.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and you're vegan too, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. For
1: almost five years now. And that's
0: not because you love animals. It's because of like health, right?
1: Well, it started with health. It started um, with health. Um, but and it's, now
0: it's also to do with it loving it animals.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that's awesome. How long have you been a vegan again?
1: So it's been almost five years. Almost five mm-hmm. years.
0: That's commitment.
1: Yeah. Everyone tells me that I'm going to stop and not continue with it, but I'm <laughs> like, nope.
0: <laughs> Honestly, that probably just pushes you forward.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Gotta I've like. always always been kind of stubborn in the fact that I want to go against what everyone else is doing. So
0: There you go. Got to love it. Got to love it. Yeah. Uh, Whitney, how did you and Corianne meet?
2: An act of God. An <laughs> no, act for of God. Sure. <laughs> no, but seriously. So actually, Corianne started coming to Impact with us. Um, I'll have to let her tell you guys about how her and her family found the church. But to continue with our story, she actually came there for what about a year before I even spoke to her. Yeah, I at that point was in a really rough season of unforgiveness, and she was hanging out with some of my former friends, and I felt wrongfully, and I was totally wrong. Um, I felt replaced, and so I never really tried to get the opportunity to get to know her, even though I had saw her. And actually, I dox um for a few people at church, and. Her family was going to go to California and visit some relatives, and they needed someone to watch their dog. Um, Keep in mind, this was a year later from when they started coming to the church. And one of the people at church recommended me, and so I came over and met their dog. And in the process of meeting their Mm -hmm. dog, that's the first time I really even got to speak to them. And so... I got her number then, um, and I was like, oh, we should hang out sometime, and I watched their dog for the week, and then the next time I saw them at church, like, I just loved how inviting and warm and fun they were in their home, and like, I was so ashamed of myself that I never took the chance and opportunity to sit down and talk to them because I was in my feelings about something else, Right. and they have been some of the most amazing, kind, friendly people I've ever seen. Like, they're so, like, her and her mom are so charismatic, and her dad is such a sweet, Mm So that's just a sweet gentleman. He kind of reminds me of like not in his demeanor of like my, my grandpa. Yeah. And I just love that. It just feels like home when you go into their house and their dogs are amazing. And I kind of wish they'd go out of town again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let me come stay at your house with your, your pets. But um, we decided to go on a walk at Barfield. And so we kind of became friends that way. Like we just kept going on walks. So some Sundays after church, we would do that. Um, and I will say this anytime that I've been around Corianne she just literally has the peace of the Holy Spirit all over her anytime we've been on a walk I've said that to her before like I'm like you don't even really have to say anything or have something to talk about even though you usually do and it's about Jesus but (laughs) you just literally have so much of the peace of the Holy Spirit and it's just so comforting like just to be around you Mm. and so thanks for that (laughs) I
0: I'm going to ask a deeper question real quick yeah how does it make you, like, what's your first reaction when you get compliments like that?
1: I love compliments. I think it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Not not in a, like, a you're a freaky kind of way. But, like, you know, I'm just not, I guess I'm used to, like, giving and trying to encourage others. Mm-hmm. So when others do it to me, it's like, oh, wow. And it's not even, like, a distrust. Like, I don't trust you being genuine or anything like that. It's just, like, not something familiar to me, I guess. Yeah. But it really does, like, mean a lot to me. I think it, it means more to me than most people would realize when mm. I receive, like, genuine compliments like that. so, yeah. And to, to bring a compliment back to you, like, I knew I could trust Whitney immediately because my dog, Daisy, loves Whitney. Like, the moment Daisy met Whitney, she was all about her. And she's not like that with other people. So, yeah. Whitney's a good one. <laughs> Whitney's
0: just giving off the vibes. Those vibes. Yeah, me and yeah. me and Daisy had a lot of fun
2: playing fetch. Mm-hmm. We have we shared the same energy. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> praise God that he led you out of that season of unforgiveness. Yeah,
2: that was that was one of the roughest seasons. Yeah. But that'll be a different day.
0: Yeah, different that's topic. Di- we already talked about unforgiveness on this show, so you know if you haven't listened to that episode, it's called unforgiveness or forgiveness. I, honestly, I don't know what David titled it. I'm sorry, I'm that's bad on me. <laughs> um but you can find it on our spotify or apple Podcasts. go listen to it it's a good episode um anyway guys let's uh let's add some humor to this show real quick we haven't done our facebook memories yet
3: facebook memories and
0: uh just to give you guys a heads up we're gonna be using some audio transitions in the future so just be prepared for that it's gonna be fun me, and, me, Whitney, and David, we have something in the works.
2: It was all Dalton's ideas, so if you guys hate it,
0: uh, personally y- send him gonna a You're going to love it. I mean, honestly, you're going to love it. You love the show, so you're going to love it. Anyways. See, I use it in the right form that time. <laughs> Anyways. Come on, Whitney. What's our Facebook memory this week?
2: Facebook memories. Okay. So, I have a picture of my face making a face that doesn't look like me with whitening strips on my teeth. And this was five years ago. And apparently, I was quoting, I think it's Keith Urban. And I put, that sunset riverbank first time feeling. I don't remember having whitening strips or making that face the first time I was at a riverbank. But five years ago, I guess I thought that was cute. And then, dun-dun-dun, I have two more for you guys. It says, Jesus has a plan for you and he has heard your prayers. You may not realize how close you are to your breakthrough. Just a little mm. encouragement for those of
0: you. Nice, no nice.
2: No but, my favorite one about some doors it says if you want god to close and open doors let go of the doorknob
0: say, say that again
2: if you want god to close and open doors let go of the doorknob hmm. that's really good jasmine asked me earlier she's like girl where do you find your quotes i'm like i don't know this was this was pre-wit like before i don't find this stuff anymore hmm.
0: Corianne. Do you have anything for us?
2: All right. Well, I am a newbie to
1: Facebook, so I don't have any Facebook memories, but I can share an embarrassing story from high school.
0: Let's hear it. So this
1: was, this was like circa 2011, like junior year. I was kind of awkward. There is this really cute, popular boy named Nick. Yes. Okay. And yeah. Shout out to Nick. Yes, Nick, wherever you are, I hope you're not listening to this, (laughs) because I'm sure you remember this story. So... I never talked to this kid but I definitely noticed him but anyway he was in my art class and I was just sitting um class was just beginning he was walking into the room um sadly for him and I was reaching into my bag or something behind me I can't remember what I was doing but somehow my elbow went back at the exact moment he walked by and I hit him so hard with my elbow in an area (laughs) Oh <gasps>
0: yeah, Ooh, and the way to get their
1: attention. I, I was shocked. I was in horror, and I was. I just remained quiet, and he walked off like grunting and grabbing himself in pain. <laughs> and yeah, I was. I was mortified. So, so there's that. My, I felt like at that time my life was ending, but oh, but I'm oh here.
2: Man. I have a. Here's what you should have said. It's too late now, but you should have been like, "Can I get your number so I can check on you later?" <laughs> should have done that guys my pickup lines always work if you'd like some customized for you <laughs> just hit us hit us with a message Pickup
0: lines by hit whitney us with the message yeah so i have a few to share um so eight years ago this little phrase was trending and so all i posted on september 15th 2012 was honey badger don't care
2: that sounds like a david post
0: yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of David. It makes no um, sense. It's like two words. Speaking of David, I have one that we uh, shared a memory on together. Uh, and so I'm actually going to rack on David for a little bit. He's going to get to hear this later. Yeah, It's going to be great. That's what you get when you're not here. <laughs> hey. um, so there was a this meme of this video. This guy just like munching on a bag of Cheetos. And next to it, it says, how you eat candy corn knowing no one likes them. And I shared that to David on his wall because he likes candy corn and it's the most disgusting candy. I
2: like candy corn. It's You're the most you, disgusting go candy. Go sit
0: go sit over there. You're you're not on the show anymore. You're banned. You you were banned.
2: I can totally do your candy intro.
0: Candy corn is disgusting.
2: I could do your intro.
0: Do you like candy corn?
2: Uh I can't say that I do.
1: I think I've only had it like a few times, but yeah, it's not my favorite. I'm not saying I just want piles and
2: piles of it, but a couple bites is pretty
1: high. I mean, it's colorful, so it kind of draws my eye to it, but I don't want to sit and munch on it.
0: It's like chalk.
2: How do you know what chalk tastes like?
0: You Uh can smell it.
2: You sniff chalk for a hobby?
0: No, but you can definitely smell it when you're, like, using it.
1: Hmm. You taste it with your smell.
0: I mean, (laughs) your taste buds are connected to your...
1: That's true. (laughs) follicles like in your nose i don't know
0: somehow it could be a song we could incorporate the slug song into it
2: ignore his reference that's what i was rapping
0: earlier by the way uh, okay yeah
2: and yeah. this is why he's recording podcast and not music
0: <laughs> it's all right you loved it i also shared another um video or not video picture meme i guess on facebook with david so david's really into dragon ball z (laughs) well not so much anymore but like he used to watch it like all the time (laughs) and i did too but somebody like (laughs) covered themselves with croissants and Mm. they looked like a saiyan from dragon ball z and it's just hilarious so i thought i might might share that
2: i was like you're about to reshare that aren't you (laughs)
0: i'm yeah i'm resharing it right now i'm tagging david in it and then he's going to get the reference when he listens to this (laughs) i'm having too much fun with knowing that david will listen to this later on posted
2: and the bromance continues
0: it does it's fine corianne do you have another story by any chance
2: oh gosh okay
1: um
0: like just something funny or something
1: okay um
0: got some truth for us
1: I have another, why are all my funny stories revolve around guys? I don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. Okay, so, so this is another story. I think this is probably, I think, a, I think junior year just was not a good year because this is another awkward guy story at that time. But there was this guy at school, and we all called him Bible Boy because he carried around his Bible. And I, as a Christian at t- that time, was, I mean, I still am now, But I just thought, wow, this guy, he's so cute, he loves Jesus, like, he's, you know, he's great. Well, anyway, one day I'm sitting at lunch with some of my girlfriends, and it was one of my friend's birthdays, so she had a birthday balloon and, like, just some birthday gifts and stuff around her, and he walked by and looked at me and said, oh, happy birthday. And inside, I was like, oh my gosh, it's not my birthday, he's saying happy birthday to me. And I didn't know what to do for some reason, I couldn't get words out, so I was just like, uh, 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 uh. you know like in movies where like They're love stricken girls yeah. just can't speak that was me Star-struck. and yeah, and he just looked at me like I was like super rude or weird, and just walked away and Unfortunately, that was the last like last time I really saw him, and I left him with a terrible terrible impression.
2: So hopefully he read <laughs> his Bible out after that on how to love others. But- I
1: know. Like forgiveness, please.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow, forgiveness keeps coming back up here. Maybe we need to talk about forgiveness again. Who knows?
2: If you guys yeah. want to share your testimonies on forgiveness.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we're actually gonna share our testimonies on trust. So there's your transition. Dun, dun, dun. Nice. Okay, so Whitney, um, where has God taught you to trust Him in life?
2: Ooh. Pretty much, I mean, it's, it's a little cliche to say, like, for everything, but, I mean, I've never, I'll say an area that's easy for me to trust, and I'll say an area that's been hard for me to trust. So, an area that's been easy for me to trust is knowing that I'll always be provided for. Like, I've never had an issue trusting God with provision. Like, even with my mom and my parents splitting up when I was young and her having to provide herself for me and my brother, we didn't grow up not having stuff. And I don't mean that to brag, I mean that because... God's always come in and brought provision, and I know that, like, my mom prays and that she believes, and he's always came through. I've never worried about if I'm going to have a job, if I'm going to have a place to live. Like, that's just been an area it's been always been easy for me to pray and to trust God. I'm not saying there will never come a time that it won't be harder in that area, but he's always, like, we've always had what we needed when we needed it. Mm. And so mm-hmm. I've I've never trusted him like for tithing for me that's not hard, and I don't mean that like.
0: How's bragging camp going?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I followed you in. <laughs> Thanks for the free pass. You're welcome. Um, but no, like that's just one area that I've always seen God show up, and His Word says, you know, put me to the test and see if I want to open the floodgates of heaven. And so that that's not a loss to me. That's already not mine when I get paid. Mm. Mm-hmm that's not, that's not a thing for me. Like it's easy for me to trust God with my finances. I guess it's harder for me to trust God with my relationships. And like, I trust him with my heart to an extent as like, if something was taken away from me, like a relationship with a guy that I probably had no business being with, I trust him that he did that for my protection because the times I have had gut feelings and found things I probably shouldn't have, and I shouldn't have ever had to have felt those gut feelings. I, I trust that he knew their heart better than the way they presented it, and he was trying to show me.
3: Mm.
2: And it got me out of situations that could have ruined my life, <clears throat> distracted my call, really taken me away from where he would have placed me if I would have just sought him and stayed in his will.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I would say an area that's really, really hard for me, not to trust God with it, but to trust his timing.
0: I'm mm. going to
2: say the hard thing for me is to trust God's timing. Probably I tr- relate to that. <laughs> I trust his, I trust him with my heart, my finances, my life, my family, my health, but trusting his timing is hard, um, and by that I mean, like, praying for a godly marriage and a godly spouse, and what that looks like, and not compromising because you think nothing else better is going to come along, because the first fruit of the Spirit is patience, like... And patience is a choice. It's not a feeling. And it's something that you really genuinely have to choose. And so I'm really practicing patience, and I'm practicing really waiting on his timing. And I heard a sermon, and it was talking about how Jesus never showed up at a good time for anybody else. Like, he could have went straight to Lazarus, but he stopped for that girl, and he was quote-unquote late. But God's never late. That's so true. It's never late whenever it's God's timing. And that he's not on our time frame and our, our timetable, so... Those are two areas that was really easy for me and really, really hard for me. So,
0: yeah. Um, Well, just a little bit of encouragement for you here. Um, Psalm 139 verses 15 through 16. uh, It says, my frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me. Um, when as yet, there was none of them. Um, So that's kind of hard to understand because it's ESV, but uh, a simpler way to say it is that God has scheduled every day of your life from the time before you were born to your last day. And he makes it come to pass. And so if his timing is that perfect for all, all of that want to be perfect for your relationships yeah Yeah. so maybe that's something you can meditate on a little bit whenever you're feeling downcast about that
2: I really love Psalms also um, just a side note to throw out there like God does have his will and his perfect plan set before you but you do have a free will and a choice to choose it Mm -hmm. and so he works things together for the good of those who love him and he has good plans for you but for the people out there that are listening that might not be a believer and be like oh well then if God planned this then all of this is his fault blah 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 I just want to clarify on that if you're holding on to this verse hold on to it in the confidence that you you have faith in God and you're asking him to help you be in his will and not him just appeal to your will
0: yeah um actually I have another verse for that uh so isaiah chapter 46 uh, i would encourage anybody listening to read isaiah chapter 46 and really pay attention to the contrast that is being set um basically i'll give you kind of like what's going on so god is talking to his people that is israel the house of jacob and telling them not to fall down and worship the other idols that they're surrounded by um specifically Bel, which was an idol um and neho which was i believe he was a king um that they were kind of like serving at the time um but basically they were surrounded by people who would make these false idols and they would fall down and worship them and stuff like that and god he's explaining to them that like these idols they're man-made They're made of gold. They can't move and they have no ability to answer prayers Yet they fall down and worship them and whenever they have to go somewhere like make camp or anything like that they have to carry these idols and God immediately contrasts that with who he is and the fact that he carries his children His house of Israel. He carries them. They don't carry him and so basically what he's saying is that like I'm in control And I take care of my people. Um, But another contrast that he's making is that these people who are worshiping these idols, they have to carry these idols. They have to carry the weight of what they're worshiping.
2: Wow, that's good.
0: Exactly. That's good. So if you're not giving your life over to God so that he can carry you, then you're carrying a burden that you don't have to carry. Whether it be, um, anxieties, or, um, sexual addictions, or, uh, whatever it is, or even just trauma from past experiences. You don't have to carry that. You can give it to God, and He will carry you. Now, He's still going to carry you through hard times, but he's carrying you. You're not walking alone.
3: That's really good.
0: So that's my encouragement to anybody who is dealing with certain things or has dealt with certain things. You're not alone. You're carried by God. Um Okay. Corianne, come on, bring it. Yeah. So how did you learn to trust God?
1: I think the biggest area that I've really been trusting God in for the last few years is just with plans, like just his overall plans for my life. And honestly, I think my trust journey kind of began when I was really young. I kind of pinpoint the time was when I was eight years old, I had cancer. And so just as a kid, I I'm honestly feel blessed that I had it so young because I didn't really understand what cancer was. I, I didn't really have any fears regarding it. But I just know, you know, I knew it was a serious illness. And I remember asking my parents and doctors, like, am I going to die and they they always told me no like you're you're gonna be fine and so as as a child i realized i can trust these people like i'm gonna be fine all my fear was gone and then as i i grew older i think i kind of related that to god you know if these people who are human beings who you know aren't perfect if i can trust them how much more likely am i able to trust god Mm. you know he's he's the perfect father it's just like um that verse i believe it's in Matthew, I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I think it's in Matthew. Um, but it's basically, you know, if if your earthly father can give you a good gift, how much more can God give you? Mm-hmm. So I kind of relate it back to that. Um, but I think that was kind of what established a foundation of trust. And then, honestly, just going through life and going through times and, and areas of life where I just had no other choice but to rely on God and not that he's the second choice but where there's literally nothing else I can do but rely on God I can't rely on my plans he's 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 it and I've always been such like a I don't know I guess they call this like a type a personality but where I'm always have a plan for the next step in my life like up until college like I always knew I was going to be a high school teacher like from freshman year in high school to finishing up college, I knew that's what I was going to do. And I started my teaching credential program. And I finished like six months of it. And I felt it on my heart that God said, this is not for you. And I thought, really, God, like this, this has been a plan I've had for like the last 10 plus years. He's like, no, Corianne, you're gonna, you're gonna move on to something else. And so it was so unlike me but I knew it was God telling me to drop out of that program so I dropped out and honestly from that moment forward even till now it's just been this constant fight to just trust God And it's not not a fight in a bad way but just I mean you do have to fight because the enemy wants us to obviously not trust God he wants us to try to work things out on our own and try to figure things out and at the end of the day that is so exhausting you don't get anywhere you just cause yourself all kinds of anxiety and fear and I'm at a point right now I guess you guys have caught me at a point where I'm in that huge trusting point again Mm -hmm. because I recently left sorry I recently left a job and I'm currently looking for for that new thing but again it was God telling me to move on from where I was at which was a really really great job it offered amazing benefits and the pay was great but God called me out of it and since I've listened to that call I've moved um, back back here where my parents are back where my church is and I can already I already experienced the blessings and there's still some areas that I'm trusting in him like for for that new job Um, but yeah I mean he's just he's provided for me so good and even though there's still questions I just I can fully rely on the fact that he is going to pull me through. Like, um, even after I dropped out of my teaching program, I moved to Arizona and I knew no one there whatsoever. I moved for a job. That job didn't work out. So I was there all alone without a job. I thought, how in the world am I going to pull this off? Like, I I mean, I'm stuck here basically. And once again, God, I mean, he just came out of nowhere and just pulled me me through it all he was my friend my um, financial advisor like i mean he did everything and it he's always provided things have always worked out um and it's just amazing because i always think of him as like this is how i've always experienced it is in movies when the hero comes in at the last second and saves the damsel in distress or you know whatever character is about to die yeah they always come at the last second And it's so funny because I, like, seriously, God always does that. Like, I I see Jesus always coming at the last second. And as soon as I think, oh, no, like, all hope's lost. I'm not going to make it past this one. There he comes. And a blessing comes out of it. And, yeah. Yeah. It's been a wild ride.
0: (laughs) For sure. Um, And I think trusting the Holy Spirit in any instance is always a wild ride. Yes. There's a meme that was circulating a while back on Facebook. Um it cracks me up every time I see it, but it's basically this parent and the a child both on a roller coaster, and the ch- parent is like having so much fun on this roller coaster, and the child is just freaking out. Mm-hmm. And then up above it, the quote is what trusting the Holy Spirit is like.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. It's
0: so true because you just you have no idea what's around the corner, but the Holy Spirit does, and Definitely. the Holy Spirit knows how it's going to shape you and form you into who you're going to be and how it's going to prepare you for what you need to be. Exactly. Um, And so it's like you can either like freak out or you can just relax and enjoy the ride. Yes. And enjoy where the Holy Spirit's taking you.
1: That's so true. And it's funny because I've experienced like when I look back on those times, like that time in Arizona, which was honestly the hardest time of my life, i look back on it with such a fondness because i see how far i've come i've seen i guess what god was seeing at that time i see it now and it's like wow you plan that perfectly like it's so interesting how when you follow holy spirit you can look back on those terrible times with with like such a pleasure and a joy in it because that and that is a time i grew so much closer to him
0: and um one thing about trusting the holy spirit and just keeping the faith is that most people aren't going to understand yes like and you won't have an explanation half the time that is so true like they're just going to look at you and like what are you doing yeah um i remember when i was in a season of my trust being tested i was without a job and I had my faith had already been tested prior to this, and so I knew what God was doing. I knew that He had a hand in whatever was happening, and that all I had to do was trust Him. And so I was doing my part, I was applying for new jobs, um, just both in the city that I was currently living in and in Murfreesboro, which is where I am now. Um, but I just wasn't getting any calls back, and that was this is, isn't like me bragging, but that was uncommon for me. Usually I had a call back within a couple of days or so because my resume was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wasn't getting any calls and it was like, I'm trusting you God. I'm not worried about this. And so there would be days where I would turn in my resume to a few businesses and then I would just chill for the rest of the day. And, um, My sister would come home and she'd be like, what are you doing? Get a job. And I'm like, I am. It's just not time yet. Right. And so people, especially people who don't understand what it is to be Christian, they're not going to understand what it is to trust and wait on the Holy Spirit's timing.
1: That is so true. I've experienced that with, I mean, I guess I'd have to say it's more with family that I've experienced that with where... And Satan kind of comes in with that fear and is like, you know, because we want to impress your family. You want them to be proud of you. And so when they're kind of looking at you with your choices, like quitting your job and, you know, even to the outside public, it's like, oh, you're 26, 27. You don't have a job. Like, you know, that that fear kind of tries to come in there. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And it does because they don't they don't understand. They don't know what it is to follow the Holy Spirit and to trust that he has things worked out. So I can totally, totally see that.
0: Yeah. And that season for me was just unexplainable peace
3: mm-hmm.
0: because that was one of the first times in my life where I just wasn't worried about anything. Like, I just knew that God had it handled. And I'm sorry to say that I haven't trusted him in that same way since then. And I wish I would. Um, and honestly, it's, it's just a choice to mm-hmm. do so, but it's a hard choice to make for sure.
1: I think too, in trusting God, I mean, I guess we're kind of doing this right now, but I feel like it's so good anytime that you're in a season or in a place where you really have to trust him. Um, not that we shouldn't be trusting him all the time, but there's some times where it's like, you really have to just trust him with all you have. Um, it's good reminding yourself of those past times that he's come through and, you know, been worthy of your trust. He's beyond worthy of it. Um, but it's just, it's so such a testament to yourself yeah. to remind yourself what he does in your life. You Absolutely. know, and that he's the perfect father. He's not just going to leave you hanging. Um, I always think of when Moses and the Israelites were, you know, crossing the sea that he parted. And I think there's so many times in our lives where we've been at that, you know, that sea that's been parted. And I think of myself standing there And I can see that, you know, a fear, a fear might come in, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, there's waves on both sides of me. And at that time you have to ask yourself, like, do I trust God to hold back that, that water, you know, like if he's brought you to that sea and parted it, you should walk through with perfect confidence. Like he's not, he's not going to bring you to this point and then just destroy you. Right. That's not what the good father does, you know?
0: Oh, that's good. That's That's good. good imagery right there. Not a good visual. Cause mm-hmm. I, I never, you know, you always read it like, okay, so they're standing there, God parts the water and they make it through. You never think about like, you're walking through it. Right. And um, honestly, I'm sure some of the Israelites were like, what if it comes through? What if it comes yeah. down?
1: Yeah, I mean that'd be scary. Yeah. See sharks um, riding up beside you, like, <laughs> no, thank you, <laughs> I'm out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but I think it's amazing too that. It says they walked on dry ground. Yes. So God doesn't do things halfway. He He's, I think he's an extremist. Oh, yeah. Like he goes all in. And so he shows off a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. They walked through, the they walked across the Dead Sea on dry ground. And as soon as the last one was out, and as the Egyptians were coming in, God just wiped them out.
1: Yeah, that's insane. I mean, it is. It's like he likes to put his little extra, you know, his little signature on there. Like, yeah. this is God.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, how would you encourage some listeners today mm-hmm. to trust God?
1: So I think a big part of trust is having that relationship. Because if you can't, you can't trust someone unless you know them, right? So I think the first thing to really trust God is to build a relationship with Him, um, get to know Him, talk to Him, spend time with Him, worshiping Him, um, just just being in His presence, that's that's a big part. Um, but as for just trusting Him once you get to that point, I mean, it's hard because trust really is, for myself at least, I've learned that it, it's kind of like something you practice in a way, um, something that you kind of like build up over time. Um, but I know a verse that's really encouraged me throughout all my seasons of trusting is Psalm 55, 22, which is cast your burdens upon the Lord and he shall sustain you. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And that kind of goes along with the, you know, Moses and the sea is that if you trust the Lord and you're doing what he calls you to do, he's not, he's not going to let any circumstance or any person or situation move you. He's not going to let it, affect you or harm you
0: or overcome you exactly
1: so if you're doing what he calls you to do you can have full trust knowing that it will work out even if things seem a little shaky you just you got to keep pushing forward because he is the perfect father like he's not going to leave his children to be destroyed or in harm or anything like that
0: right i'm just kind of reminded too of god's little signature Mm -hmm. in my life when i was learning to trust him so, I was going through some very difficult times with family uh, when I was before I was living here in Murfreesboro, and this is like all kind of going while my dad was sick and he was passing away from cancer. Um, there was a point in my life where I felt like I couldn't trust anybody, and that was because I had people coming up to me all the time saying, "You can't trust this person," oh, or. You can only trust me. You can't trust all of them. And it was all because... It was all... Because of greed. Mm -hmm. Really. Um, You know, there were wills involved. uh, There was property involved. Stuff like that. And so it was very just... It leaves you in a dark place when you feel like you can't trust anybody. Definitely. Um, But that's the beauty of how God just steps in. So... The very first lesson that God taught me after giving my life to him was to trust him. And so he said to me, even when you can't trust anybody else, I'm the one you trust in. You lean on me, and we're going to get through it. And so God just—having a relationship, like you were saying, with God is one of the best things that you can do because he cares about you. He loves you. And he wants to be your friend. And that is just so awesome. Yeah. Because he is our father. um, Christ is our brother. And the Holy Spirit is our helper. And it's like, who can be moved when they have a God like that?
3: Exactly. Holding
0: them up.
2: There is a side note. um, And you guys are on... Man, this is just so powerful. And um, I do want to share this, though, because I think that this prevents people from trusting God. And I just want to point this out in case any of our listeners might be in this place. I think that a lot of people actually do trust God to get them through it, mm-hmm. but they don't lean on him and really exercise that trust because they know that what they're trying to build won't make it through it.
0: Mm. All right, so say that, say that again for the listeners who... <laughs> are just now like kind of tuning in, they were zoned mm-hmm. out, but now they're like, Whitney just said something. Let's hear that wit Dumb.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. oh man. You just <laughs> wanted a reason to say that word. My Lanta. Okay. No, I think that it isn't a lack of people really trusting God that they'll make it through it. I think that they don't really want to lean into him or to trust him with it because they know what they're trying to build. Won't make it through it. They yeah. know they will, but they know everything that they've worked hard for and didn't ask him about, that's mm-hmm. part of their will, won't make it through the fire. And whenever you guys were sharing that, it made me think of this verse, and it's First Corinthians three thirteen, and it says, But on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. And so, but it talks about the builder being saved, but the work being burned up. And so I think that that's how you can really test if you know that you're in the season with God and you're trusting him. Like you guys said, like who can stand against you? Moses didn't really want to do what he was called to do, but nothing could stand against him because God called him to that place. Whereas if Moses had just kind of been like, oh, I think I want to be a speaker. I think I want to lead the people. And he wasn't called by God. His work would have been burned up. Mm. He would have Mm. suffered great loss. And so... There are people out there.
0: Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: There are people out there that are trying to build and establish the relationship they're not supposed to be in, that are trying to build and establish a career that they weren't called to, that are trying to build and establish themselves and their identity and not have to depend on anybody and to do things in their own strength. And that's not what you're called to. And you're worried about your work being burned up, but either way, you're going to suffer great loss.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Either way, it takes part of you. But when God calls you to something, you feel whole. You don't feel that weight, like you said, allowing him to carry you.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, just to add on to the the Moses illustration, Moses did try to take it into his own hands before he was called to. He, um, he let his anger get a hold of him, and he killed an Egyptian. Um, now, it was out of righteous anger, but he sinned in that anger. He killed an Egyptian, murdered an Egyptian. And that prolonged what God had for him for 40 years. 40 years. So it's like, you might be on the right track, but you're ahead of God's timing. You got to wait for him.
2: Oh, man. I know. Deco why oh, are we preaching to ourselves? <laughs> you you got to <laughs> wait
0: for him because if you don't, you're just setting yourself back.
2: Yeah. Listen, guys, this is more for us than for you. I know, <laughs> my Atlanta.
0: Yeah. So, um, thanks for sharing that wit. That was a that was a really good tidbit. That was good wit bit.
3: <laughs> I almost
2: I almost didn't, but I really felt Holy Spirit. Like I. I thought of that verse and I'm like, why am I thinking of the verse about your work's going to be burned up with fire while they're talking about, oh, it's so great trusting God. Mm -hmm. He comes in the last minute. This is wonderful. And I I come in with, oh, your work's going to be burned up. (laughs) Good luck (laughs) to you. I feel like he always gives me words like that, though.
1: That's so good. But it's good. Like, if you really want to trust God, you have to be willing to let go of some things. Yeah. You know, you can't just. You can't trust in your things more than you trust in God.
0: Right. And I mean it kinda goes hand in hand with your English degree. I mean, if you had sat there and said, No, God, I'm I'm gonna be a teacher. Right. Like it would have been Yeah. Burned up. I mean
1: Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure right now if I was a teacher I'd be like, What have I done? (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. You would be on your knees saying, God, I wish I had trusted you.
1: Yes, get me out of this. Yeah, definitely.
0: Like mm. That's good.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Praise God.
2: <laughs> some indicators, and I feel like some people um, are like, okay, well, how do I know if it's mine or if it's God's work? Because what you're saying is accurate. It, you know, it's, it's biblical. It's right. But how do I know if what I'm building and what I'm establishing? like Part of it, I feel like, was called by God to, to start, but I'm not really sure. How do I know and what do I do? And so those are some questions that I want to ask you guys as indicators to help people weigh where they're at. Because mm-hmm. people can listen and really understand what you're saying, but they don't really know how to gauge yeah. where they true. fall into it.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing for me would be ask yourself if what you are trying to build is in order to glorify yourself or glorify God. Now, it could, it could be that what you want to do isn't necessarily wrong. You just could be doing it for the wrong reasons um, but, uh, it kind of goes in with like passion and purpose uh, I think there's a uh, there's oh what's it called um, there's a sermon by Louis Giglio I think it's called passion over purpose or purpose over passion um, and he's basically the gist of it is don't let your passion become greater than your purpose. So I think the example that he uses is like somebody who wants to create a fashion line. You can use that fashion line to glorify God, to serve God in so many ways. You can donate some of the profits to sponsor missionaries or sponsor um, church planners or something like that. Uh, You can be generous to your workers and display the characteristics of jesus as the owner of that company or you can fulfill your passion and then let it build you up on a house of, on the hat like the house on sand but eventually it's going to wash out eventually your fashion line isn't going to be um trending or you know what whatever the word the illustration is i would say go listen to the sermon um you can probably get it on Spotify. and I know you can get it on Spotify. You can probably get it on Apple, Apple
3: Podcast? Music. Apple Music? Get
0: it on Apple Music because it's like it's not like in the podcast section on Spotify so I would assume it's in Apple Music. Um, but anyway just make sure that you are glorifying God that you're doing it to serve God um, rather than to serve yourself. To build yourself up.
2: Yeah, that's good. that's good. That's awesome. I
1: think for me, a big thing is peace. Like, does does it give me peace? Like, if I have any ounce of me that's feeling unsettled or fearful or unsure, like, I take that straight to God. And, like, if it stays there, if it's lingering, then I know, like, what I'm in, what I'm doing is not not probably what he wants me to do be doing because he is the author of peace, like, if you're following God, you're doing what He's supposed to, you're supposed to be doing for Him, you're in His plan, then you're going to have peace because you're doing what, what He's called you to do, you know? It's yeah. going to be on that pathway to that bigger purpose for Him. Mm-hmm. And glorifying Him is always going to give you peace. So yeah. I think peace is a big
0: one. I think another thing, um, which me and Whitney and David kind of discussed this a little bit on the last episode, um is if you find yourself justifying what you're doing yeah if you're having to go to people and be like what do you think about this or if you're going to people and being like well i'm doing this because well exactly if you're like if you're justifying like that then you're probably either not doing the right thing or you're doing it for the wrong reasons
1: Mm so i think too like anytime you're questioning something, it's always best, like I know it's so easy to just go to friends or family first and that counsels, you know, it's important, but I think we should always take it first to Jesus because other people can convince you, you know, otherwise, even if they, are, they have best intentions for you um, and they're really trying to give you correct advice, like we always need to take things to Jesus first. Yeah.
0: Uh, another thing close to that would be don't, just go to friends either go to the elders in your church
3: yeah
0: because um most churches they have like elders and deacons and Mm -hmm. the like um and they're there for a reason they're there because they meet meet the qualifications that god set in the bible and so the church has brought them up to those positions because they meet those qualifications and so if they meet those qualifications then that means that they probably have good counsel for you on whatever it is that you have questions about. So use the church the way it's meant to be used. Yeah. Does that answer your question, Whitney? That
2: definitely answers my question, <laughs> Dolphin. Sweet. I, um, no, I just, I think it's really important for you not only to, to get good counsel, but to be able to... Evaluate yourself and see where you're really at. Number one, with God. Number two, how you see yourself. Um, are you in the right place to make decisions? Do you need to wait it out? We were talking a little bit before we actually started recording tonight. And if you're in a really, like, emotional spot, you probably should wait before you go make a decision because your emotions aren't always, like, they can be up and down. And I'm not saying you need to sit there and sulk in it, but wait it out. Pray. Pray go to god with it sleep on it before you make any huge decisions um but yeah i think you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head with the hammer like does it glorify god if it's not pleasing to god it's displeasing to god yeah mm-hmm. and i think a lot of believers get caught up on that as well where they're like well it's not going to hurt anything no but does it benefit the kingdom right yeah there's no gray area no
1: um, there's not.
0: matthew six thirty three. seek first the kingdom of god yes Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you.
2: Is it seeking first the kingdom? Is it pleasing God? Not is it just okay? Because there's a lot of things that are okay for believers to do, but that doesn't mean it's beneficial. Mm -hmm. So seek first the kingdom. (laughs) Is it beneficial to God? Um, Do you have to justify your own actions? If so, you're probably in the wrong situation. Just... Also, a really good scale that I like to go to is like the fruit of the spirit. Because everything else is the flesh, but the fruit of the spirit, like peace, peace, peace? <laughs> Dalton's peace and kids? grammar. Oh no, <laughs> Dalton's grammar is rubbing off on us. But I'm sorry. peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, self-control, like those things are, are things that you should be seeing in your life. And I think that those are good things to go to. Okay, am I exercising patience in this? Mm -hmm. Do I have peace? Like Corianne said. Am Mm -hmm. I being self-disciplined? I think that those are just all really good indicators of what you need to know that you can stand on that are a firm foundation versus maybe the way that you've been going.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's good. I also wanted to say, too, I know when you're in an instance where you really are. I mean, it's scary when you have to like fully just let go of everything, you know, and just fully trust God. Um, but actually this weekend pastor shared a verse and he was describing it as it's an opportunity to trust God and not see your circumstances as a setback. And that verse is James one, two through four. I'll just say the first part. Um, it's consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. So I think it's good to look at those situations where you have to trust God, look at those situations with a, like a fondness, not. Not like, oh man, like here I'm in this situation, like God come help me, but look at it as, wow, like I'm excited because this this thing is going to lead me closer to God, it's gonna teach me endurance, it's gonna build my trust in God more. Um, so I think it is good to look at the situations with a more, I guess, optimistic view because they are they are good. Anything that yeah. brings you closer to God, that's a great thing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It kinda goes back to that roller coaster meme. Yes. Like, just sit back and enjoy the ride.
1: Exactly.
0: Like, Holy Spirit's got you. He's right there with you. He's mm-hmm. He's on the ride with you. Yeah. So. All right, guys. I think it's been a really good episode. I uh, really hope that our listeners have gotten something out of it. Um, as always, um, send us prayer requests uh, on Instagram. Uh, we're going to be opening up a, a Facebook page here soon. Um, so be looking for that. You can leave prayer requests there too, um, or topic requests. We're always open to topic requests. Uh, guys, be sharing this podcast with your friends. We want to get the word out there so that people can really see what it means to be Christian and really see how Christians interact with each other and hear the truth of the of God's word. Um. So and be praying for us. You know, we uh we are doing this for you guys and doing it for God and we want to do the do it to the best of our abilities so guys be praying for us we're praying for you we love you we know you love us um it well I mean the statistics show Whitney's giving me an eye roll right now I'm pretty much always giving him but anyway. So you can just assume that anytime I'm talking, you right. uh, But anyway, <laughs> <Sure went in. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this is for you the Take the wheel
3: and just stay Take the wheel and just stay The and you the take the wheel just stay on